From Alaska Teen Media Institute, this is Podcast in Place, Youth Stories from Quarantine, a series about youth in Alaska during the COVID-19 pandemic. We're bringing you stories, interviews, and audio diaries from teenagers and young adults stuck at home with nothing better to do. I'm Atme producer Jeremiah Freeman, recording this on my cell phone in my garage since the Atme studio was closed for the time being. Sean Schuber is part of the workforce development team at King Technical High School in Anchorage. As Schubert describes it, he helps young men and women take the next step in high school into whatever awaits them, whether that be college, trade school, the military, or a job. But with the pandemic causing schools to switch to online learning, Schubert's role has shifted a bit. He's leading classes in American Sign Language, Philosophy, Business Management, English, and African American Studies, but students still come to him for guidance. Atme senior producer and King Tech alum Daisy Carter spoke with Schubert to discuss the challenges of working with students remotely, added stress that youth are experiencing right now, and advice for young people preparing to enter the workforce. She was joined by Atme producer Zach Lobel, who is also an alum of King Tech. They spoke over Zoom on January 8, 2021. job changed kind of during the pandemic? Um, well, I'm barely doing that original responsibility with King Tech. I, I you know, I, I still, this morning I was helping some stu- former students, um, possibly colleagues of yours, um, uh, retrieve their resumes that way they can apply for jobs and, and apply for scholarships. Um, I, you know, I still do workshops and helping people to, um, to, to work on, in AKCIS. And you're like, I have a lot of students say, I don't know what I want to do. So we, we do some of the uh, uh, the career inventory stuff. Um, I've done a lot with helping people find scholarships that way they can continue their education you know, this January because we had a lot of people graduate in December. So help people find money if they wanted to start early or for this fall. Um, been doing a lot of that. Um, I still have businesses contact me on a pretty consistent basis and ask me to share job leads uh, with with our students, which is you know, a bit of a challenge because everything has to be done remotely. So we never know what the impact is. I can't go into a classroom and and look in Daisy's eyes or look in Zach's eyes and say, "Hey, this great opportunity is here. What do you think?" And, and answer your questions about it and and start generating some enthusiasm for you know this job that maybe nobody knows anything about. I can't do that. So there's some limitations. Um, with all that said, I was actually just approached over the past few weeks to chair a, uh, um, a job fair with Junior Achievement, and it's going to be an all-online virtual job fair. So, you know, I, I feel like I'm still in the ballpark, but the field keeps changing, and the game that we're playing keeps changing. So, you know, there, there's that challenge that comes along with it. But, you know, what? we're all experiencing that. So I, I don't feel like I'm in some unique position. It's more a matter of, of making the best of the situation and, and, and seeing what new opportunities there are as a result of it. Um, and as we were just discussing, I, I've taken an opportunity to really, I'm learning more about a lot of different topics that I can incorporate into my working with students um, going forward. Yeah, that's awesome that you kind of put a positive twist on, you know, the situation that we're in. And I know how much you love to help students. So it's good that you still get to, you know, be able to, yes. so get to be able to help students even through, even remotely. Absolutely. And it's my passion. So it's, uh, and, you know, and it's not just, 
um, our students, you know, I've, I've offered that same service out to just people in the community. So my, my son's soccer team and my daughter's soccer team, and, you know, because they're both seniors in high school. So that all their friends are seniors and juniors in high school. And so working with them that way. So I'm trying to figure out ways to be able to use what I know to continue to benefit people, whether it's through the school district or otherwise. I just want to make sure that, you know, I'm helping young men and young women take that next step. Yeah. So what are some of the biggest challenges you face, you know, with working remotely and, you know, with having to also do, you know, the work with ASD? Well, the biggest challenges in general um, would be uh, just m maintaining a kind of a, a consistent schedule. Uh, and and I've, I've been really, really clear to myself about that. When I get up every morning, still at 530 in the morning, walk the dog, shower, dress and get ready to start teaching. Um, I, I don't want to fall out of that pattern. Um, that way students can continue to see that, you know, even in the weirdest, strangest of times, you can continue to, for lack of better, be normal. Um, and so, you know, that, that's one of the big challenges. Another huge challenge for me, is just not being in front of people. Um, I, I really, I'm like, kind of like a performer. Um, and that if I don't have an audience, I mean, I can't gauge response and, and know whether or not, you know, what I'm saying is having the impact that I want. It's really hard for me to gauge um, whether or not what I'm doing is, is meaningful. And so that, that's a huge challenge. And, you know, Zoom, you can get a little bit of it. But even here, you know, especially when people after, you know, five or 10 minutes, they turn off their camera and go to sleep or whatever they're doing, um, you know, you don't get that feedback. And so, I, you know, I, I want to, I think that's probably the biggest challenge in delivering content. But then, you know, beyond that is just um, not having that direct connection with that, that pool of, of, of students to be able to get to know them and know what it is that they want or, or get to know that they, they have no idea what they want. And just having that conversation, like, what do you like? You know, what, um, what, what, do you, what would you never in, in a million years want to do? And not having that, that back and forth one-on-one -on -one type of interaction with students. And then on top of that, with students not knowing who I am because I'm not in my job center and people don't come down and see me every day and spend lunch with me every day. And so they don't know me. So I'm this unknown entity that nobody's seeking out to get information from. So it's, there, there's a lot of different challenges and it's, you know, it's trying to be creative to overcome them um, and, and working directly with uh, you know, instructors at King Tech and other schools um, to, to make sure that, that um, they know that, that I'm still a resource for their students, uh, you know, and, and you know, meeting with students. And, you know, and I have, I've met with a lot, um, especially students who are like, they're ripping their hair out because they know they're graduating and no idea what they're gonna do next. And you know, sit down with them and, and tell them, you know, that, that's okay and that's normal. You know, most of us don't know what next looks like. You, you just got to do what you can to prepare for it. And and once next arrives, you're ready to roll. Um, so you know, it's there's some challenges there, but again, I, I think it's it's important for, for us, for for instructors, for um, influencers, for whatever you want to call people who are you know teaching and, and, and working with schools, to um, not let this this crisis, this, this, these events define what we're doing, but rather to figure out ways to redefine those events and, and, and use them rather than let them use us. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's great. I'm so happy that, you know, you've been, I mean, like you've always been a person that just like spins stuff like positively, like <laughs> I remember when you're a counselor, like you, like, I just, I just remember you just like spinning stuff and be like, it's okay. Like we got this and like super positive. And that was always good to hear from a student or at least, to hear as a student, have you noticed anything different, you know, within students, um, like maybe like their mental health or maybe they're a little bit more stressed than usual? Like what is the student's like um, right. attitude? Well, you know, I think that the biggest thing that I've noticed is 
that um, students who are working are working a lot more and that is creating a lot of stress for them. And sometimes they're working because they have to, um, because your mom or dad lost a job and, and I, you know, I got my job at McDonald's or whatever else that's still giving me hours. And to try to help out the family, now I go from working you know, 20 hours a week to working 40 or more hours a week. That way I can help contribute to the family. And that's caused a lot of stress for um, young men and young women who are you know, trying to finish up their education. And then one that is happening too, is, is, and th this is a huge challenge that I'm trying to help students um, overcome is um, they, they get into this, this thing, you know, I'm making 10, 12, $15 an hour, which $15 an hour for a 17, 18 year old is not bad money, right? Well, they decide, you know what, this is more important than continuing my education. And then they fall behind on their education and they're not able to graduate. And I'm trying to, you know, help people see that, you know, $15 is great when you're 17 or 18, but if you don't get your high school diploma, and you're still making $15 an hour five years from now, six years from now, seven years from now, that, that earning potential, that $15 an hour is not nearly what it was when you were 17 and 18 years of age. And so helping students be able to see the bigger picture and, and understand that, that this is just a moment in time and it's gonna pass. And the more that you can do to invest in yourself now, the better opportunities you're gonna have in the long run. And so, you know, I've, I've seen that in you know, a lot of students who are taking on um, a much more um, adult role in the household, which I think is great, but it's also, it's, it's kind of tragic because, you know, you're 17 years of age, you're not expected to be that adult in the household. You're still, you know, you're still a kid. You're allowed to be a kid at 17. And, and I want you to be kids at 17 and 18 years of old of age still, um, you know, where the whole adult thing is still um, emerging and, you, and you're understanding, you know, more adult concepts, that sort of thing. But you're still allowed to, to make mistakes. You know, you're still allowed to, to be goofy and, and, and be immature. That, that's part of being, you know, a 17, 18 year old kid. And, and, and I, I, I find it kind of tragic that a lot of, um, a lot of students these days are, are becoming adults entirely too early. And I think that in the long run, I, I think that's gonna cause maybe some resentment down the road that some of these you know, kids had to give up childhood, childhood entirely too early because of, of events. And so I don't, I don't know that we're seeing, you know, all the mental health type stuff that we're, we will see right now. I think there's going to be some delayed response to a lot of the stuff, people feeling frustrated and, and not knowing who to blame. And, and, you know, there's nobody to blame for this. It's, it's just what it is. So, you know, I've seen that. And then uh, you know, the, other, the other thing is just like I said with me, I, I try to maintain a schedule and, you know, I'll get emails from students at two, three o'clock in the morning while they're working on their, their canvas work, you know, online and you know, asking questions like, I'm not up at two or three in the morning. And, and, and really, you know, you shouldn't be either, you know, the, try to find that, that normal schedule that's going to be, okay. So one of my, my opinions about high school is that it's trying to prepare you for, as I said, that next step. And part of getting prepared for the next step is working in somebody else's schedule. Um, my boss tells me when to be at school which dictates when I go to bed, which dictates when I get up and that sort of thing. And without the, the harness of school that, that puts on our schedules, I think that's causing some physiological issues with some students. They're, they're shifting into this really nocturnal type of approach to life and it's screwing up their, their circadian clocks. And, and that, it's just not healthy. So I, you know, there, there's some things there that I don't think people even realize are happening right now. So um, you mentioned a little bit earlier that, you know, you miss, you know, interacting with students, you know, face to face. And obviously, like this virtual thing is obviously a lot difficult. Um, is there anything specifically that you miss about, you know, your old um, career counselor job? Well, it's, it's the, the same thing, but on two sides of the, of the coin. Um, I miss the interaction with students. And, and you know, when, when Zach would come into my class, 
classroom, I got the job. Or Daisy comes in the classroom and I got the scholarship. Or, you know, and and so that that immediate success and, and celebration of that, that, that immediate success. I mean, you know, it's a $10 an hour job. It doesn't matter. It's my first. And that's what matters in celebrating that, but also the interaction with, with the instructors at King Tech and, and around the district um, and that, that direct, you know, um, going up to somebody's classroom, go, go over to, to Mr. Blake's classroom and saying, did you hear what I just heard about Daisy? Oh my God, it's so amazing. Did you hear what Zach's doing? That's fantastic. And, you know, and be able to celebrate and, and have that type of, of, um, emotional response to things that are, um, it, it's hard to have over the, a computer screen. You know, we have it, we celebrate, but you know, I, I can't give you a hug and say, congratulations. I can't high five you in the hallway and say, awesome, well done. I, you know, and so I, you know, I think that's, that's one of the biggest things that I think is missing is that, that human, the, the human response to, to successes, to, to failures, to all that, I mean, because we're doing it through a computer screen and, and it's kind of dulled um, and in a lot of respects, kind of unemotional. And we're emotional beings. And I think we're missing that. Yeah, I'll never forget your high fives and your good jobs. <laughs> it's just awesome to get you know, to have that. Yeah, I love seeing, um, I love celebrating success. <laughs> and I love mitigating those moments where I don't, I'm not going to call it failure, but when the things don't work out and, and helping people understand that, you know what? No's aren't always a bad thing. Getting a no response to something helps you to refocus on the things that are still possibilities. And so helping people understand that that's kind of the way it works, you know, and, and I can do it over a computer screen, but it's just not the same. It's just not the same. And, you know, I mean, television telling you what, what's going on. I mean, we, we all know what that experience is. It's called a commercial, you know, and you can tune out commercials. And that's kind of what it feels like sometimes is I'm just a commercial. Mm. You're not just a commercial, Mr. Schubert. No, no, you're yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> but, but, but I mean, you guys know me face to face. You know, we, we've you know um, shaken hands, we've high five, we've you know all those types of things. But these students who don't know me, that I'm trying to interact with on a computer screen, and we don't have that established relationship, it it it's not the same thing. I mean, and and I, I think you guys get that. That's that's kind of the way it comes from. Is we we have a relationship and continue to have a relationship, and 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 it'll all always be there and it was grounded in those first handshakes and those first interactions face to face you know where you can you know not just see this flat screen version of the person but you can actually see the person you know and 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 smell them and and, and touch them and, and and be around them and and you know actually you know see the other people that are that are responding to their energy or lack of energy or whatever it might be we just we don't have that right now so and not to say that it's impossible but it's just more of a challenge you know and so that's that's one of the things that that I think that me personally that I'm missing is is um, you know, establishing those relationships and building trust and and such. Yeah. All right. Well, um, is there anything you would like to recommend to either you know a student or a young adult about you know how to kind of navigate the workplace now, like now that it's all like digital? Have you learned anything about kind of how to navigate um, jobs kind of digitally? Yeah. Well, you know the the, the cool thing about that is that it was already headed that way, right? I mean, a lot of jobs were online applications. You had to go through the online process. Now you just, you're adding typically like an online interview if it's that type of a job. Um, and, you know, so you've got that one. But what I'd recommend is understand industries. Um, and you can, you know, it doesn't require any sort of scientific approach. You can look around and say, okay, right now restaurants are hurting. So maybe restaurants aren't the places I should be looking for work. Um, I did just read that uh, on the restaurant, it's a hospitality industry took a 25% um, hit in, in employment over the past year. Now they're anticipating a 16% increase in employment for that 
over the next year as well, which is great. But that still means that they, they've got a 9% difference between where they were and where they're going to be. So you've got to understand like what industries are still doing well and, and do a little bit of, of looking into that sort of thing and understand where the jobs are going to be. That way you don't waste your time. You don't, and, you know, you don't pursue a job that, you know, like maybe you're technically, you, you meet the, the, uh, um, the minimum requirements to get it, but you look around and realize that, you know, this is going to be a job that people with years and years and years of experience are, are pursuing. So I need to make sure that I'm tempering my job search to, to meet with the reality of where we are right now. Um, it's all going to get better. I promise it, it definitely will. Um, but, you know, establishing a work history now would, would be um, very, very smart. There are jobs out there that, that people won't do that because maybe they're, they're afraid of, you know, becoming ill or, or whatever it might be um, that a lot of young men and young women could do. Um, post office is a good, good example. Post office shed a lot of people from, from their ranks. So every month I get an email from the post office looking to hire people. So um, know, what, know what industries are out there and also know what your resources are. Um, if you're a King Tech student, reach out to King Tech and find out what jobs are open. If you're a, a South student, reach out to your, your South counselor and find out what jobs are open. Do you have any ideas for me at all? Um, use the resources like the Department of Labor. I mean, there's some great, great tools out there that you can access that are going to help prepare you and, and help you understand where the opportunities really are. And then the other thing would be take your education right now seriously. Uh, if nothing else, I mean, you, you can't get a job, great, then you can focus on your studies and do exceptionally well because businesses are going to look at how people responded to this um, and, and understand that if, if you were able to be successful in this type of an environment, that means you can problem solve. That means that you can, can adjust your expectations um, to meet the current um, uh, situations. And so if you can do that, you're showing a business, you know what, I'm the right person because we're going to experience things on the job, right? That are going to be challenging, that are going to be out of the ordinary, all that type of thing. And if you can demonstrate that, that you can handle those types of situations and be successful, that's who they're looking for. That's what a business is looking for because they know that you're going to be able to handle whatever comes up on the job. So, you know, take this stuff seriously here and you're setting a good foundation for that next step, whether it's at a job or otherwise. Very good recommendation. I definitely will take my education seriously. Um, and yeah, well, thank you so much for um, letting me taking this time to kind of interview you. Uh, yeah, it's always a pleasure to see you. And I'm so happy that you're doing, you know, good still during this time. I was, I was seriously wondering what, you know, King Tech was doing and what, um, you know, you were doing, you know, as a, as a former, like professionally former, like job, like, um, yeah, job. I, I can say, and, and you were, you were, your curiosity is well-founded. How, how things are different is significant. So, I mean, it makes perfect sense. And, um, and I'm glad you guys are both doing well. It's, it's, I, I love you both and I miss you both. And, and, uh, um, and, you know, if there's anything that I can do to help you guys in any way at all, all you have to do is ask. Okay. And I, the answer is always going to be yes. Um, so long as I have the bail money, Zach, I can get you out, but uh, well, you know, I got to make sure that I have that much. <laughs> um, but yeah, so just you know, anything you guys ever need, just all you got to do is ask and the answer is going to be yes. That was at me senior producer Daisy Carter speaking with Sean Schubert of King Technical High School. You've been listening to Podcast in Place, Youth Stories from Quarantine from Alaska Teen Media Institute. Our show's theme music was composed by Devin Schreckengost. Stay tuned for more stories from Quarantine Youth. You can find these stories at alaskateenmedia.org, where we have included resources for youth during quarantine in partnership with the State of Alaska Division of Behavioral Health. Alaska Teen Media Institute is based in Anchorage, Alaska. We would like to acknowledge the Denina people whose land we work on. 
Many thanks to supporters of our podcast, including John O'Hara and James McCoy. The views expressed in this program do not necessarily represent the views of our sponsors. Thanks to our listeners who contribute to our programs and help us leverage additional funds and grants. If you'd like to support Youth Voices in Alaska and help keep our podcast going, you can support us through Patreon. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it easier for you to support creative endeavors like AtMe. Just go to patreon.com slash alaskateenmedia. You can also help out by subscribing to, rating, or writing a review of our series on Apple Podcasts. Every little bit helps us get our stories out there. And don't forget to check out our website, alaskateenmedia.org. There you can learn more about what our organization does, discover more youth-produced content, or find out how to get involved. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for all sorts of updates. From Alaska Teen Media Institute, I'm Jeremiah Freeman. Thanks for listening. Stay safe out there. We'll get through this together.